You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, this is Jaden, and you're listening to Mama Meets World, hosted by my mama. This is Saint. You're watching this meeting. I did it. Yes, you did. Alright, so hello and welcome to another episode of Mama Meets World Podcast. On this episode, we will talk about mental health and kids, including kids, preteens, and teenagers. So as a reminder, make sure you're using the hashtag Mama Meets Pod when posting about the show while listening. We love hearing from you and I want to make sure that we can easily locate your comments. Um, you can reach me at any of the following and I love hearing from you on Twitter. I am at Mama Meets Pod. On Instagram, I am at Mama Meets World Pod. On Facebook, I am Mama Meets World Podcast. And also, um, my email address is Mama Meets World Pod at gmail.com. If you're joining me for the first time after seeing me post on the shade room, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I can't even tell you how crazy it was. I posted a story about my mom and my stepdad, who I dearly love, my stepdad, who is really more like my biological father. Um, and it was just about a tradition that he did at Valentine's Day and how he included us, all three of my mom's kids, for Valentine's Day. And it just touched me in so many ways. And I ended up naming my son, Jameson, is Jameson Robert, um, for my dad. So thank you so much for sharing the story so wide. Thank you for it being so well received. If you're checking out the podcast based off of that, I really appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy what you hear. And I also hope you stick around. So don't forget to subscribe to the show if you use iTunes. So remember, if you were subscribed before we moved to Flawless Noises, you need to resubscribe. So on iTunes, um, you want to search for Mama Meets World. And when you see the Flawless Noises logo, um, it looks like a little Wi-Fi symbol. You will know that you are in the right place and you can resubscribe. You're also more than welcome to follow my personal Twitter page. And that is at underscore it's Miss Bree. And I'm also going to take the opportunity to shout out Flawless Noises. Hey, Curtis. Hey, Candice. Um, FlawlessNoises.com is a website. And that is another way that you can keep up with the podcast and another way that you can um, see what we have going on, access episodes. Um, we have a gang of other shows that are great quality as well. Uh, if you're interested in those shows, FlawlessNoises.com. So we're into our ninth episode. And for our ninth episode, and pardon me if you hear um, a little boy in the background yelling. I promise he's not hurt. That is Jameson. Uh, <laughs> he's running free today. Um, I have a super duper duper super blooper duper special guest with me today. She is a returning guest to our podcast. I feel like she is even more mature and beautiful than the last time that she was on the podcast. Um, our guest today is the best kid I know. Again, a repeat guest, a friend of the show, if you will. My daughter, my ace boom coon, Jaden. Hi, it's me, Jaden. Really, Janet? <laughs> Come close. Hi, it's me, Jaden. Um, I'm really excited to be back on the show. 
and I can't wait to get into today, today's topic. I can't wait to get into today's topic either, Jaden. Welcome to Mama Meets World in the comfort of our living room. I'm happy to have you here, not just because you live here. So today we want to tackle something a little more serious. And I think it came from just hearing a lot of things. Uh, my daughter's in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And being in the seventh grade, you get a lot more problems. You get a lot more existential crises, if you will. You get a lot more, oh my gosh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about this. You get a lot more drama. Um, and I think that for me, learning to separate the drama from the, the real shit, the shit that I should be worried about, it's something that I'm still working on. <clears throat> so today we're talking about kids and mental health. And I have a kid. I have two kids. Um, Jaden, I wanted her to be a guest on the show because I wanted to, to validate her concerns. You know, I feel like a lot of people in the black community, you say you're depressed, you say you're anxious and they want you to pray about it or they want you, they just say, okay, you'll be all right. Or your life is so great. What could you possibly need? You know, like nobody's life is perfect, honestly. And I feel like sometimes people <laughs> aren't welcoming more people and they think that it's like okay to like just like push it over and like say it's not really a big deal and you won't hear about it again and that's just because they don't want to share it with you again because you just pushed it over in the first place and I feel like that's a really big issue because if you are like if you like can open up to someone about that kind of thing then you shouldn't just like push it over because that'll make them feel really upset and i think beyond people just feeling really upset i think beyond kids just feeling really upset you know when you just try to push their problems aside i think it makes them less trustworthy like it makes them trust you less Imagine you're coming to the one person that you're supposed to be able to trust with everything and they basically invalidate your concern um, when you have something so big as the way you're feeling. And I mean, I do understand that not everything is a mental health issue and sometimes you're just feeling down or sometimes, you know, as kids, you go through changes, especially biologically, mentally at this age, Jaden's 12 and I mean, just seeing her consciousness open up from the time over maybe the last two or three years, her being able to really dig into her feelings and express her feelings. I just want to make sure that I'm there to actually validate her and I'm there to let her know that even I may, even though I may not understand all the time, I'm constantly trying to make sure that she has everything she needs to navigate this world. So Jada, we've talked about depression and anxiety before. I've heard you talk to your friends on the phone or on Facebook or not Facebook, on Instagram or whatever, um, about more serious issues when it comes to depression and anxiety. Do you feel like things have changed? Like, do you feel like you hear more from your friends and more about being depressed, being anxious, maybe even being suicidal? Well, um, in general, yes, I do hear a lot more of that. And I feel like that's only because people are like 
like being more open and people kind of think it's like the only thing to talk about. I'm not trying to be rude in any kind of way, but I feel like sometimes people try and fake it, but you never know. Right. I think that's the scary thing. You really do never know. So everything has to be taken seriously. Yeah, which really scares me because, like, what if one of my friends does tell me about this kind of thing and I'm, like, more focused on them and then my other friend tells me about it and they're not kidding and I can't help them because I'm trying to help my other friend. So let me ask you, in that situation where you feel like, because Jaden is a person that her friends come to for advice or, you know, to be calmed or whatever, do you feel like you have the resources to point people in the right direction? Like if somebody comes to you and you feel like they're suicidal, what's your next move? Well, my next move will always be to comfort them. I'll always talk to them. I'll always make sure that like everything's okay and that they feel like they can talk to me. Uh-huh. They know they can. And I just want them to be able to open up so I can know it's wrong. Right. And I'll try and make them feel as better like as much as I can so what if it escalates to the next level and you're afraid for your friend then I will call somebody I'll tell an adult I'll tell I I will tell their parents unless it's like in a situation where their parents will just make it worse then I always come to my mom because I know that she can help yeah, and you know, we had a situation, you know, keeping everybody's privacy, we had a situation where Jaden did come to me because her one of her friends was kind of scaring her with her thoughts. And I reached out to her mother, you know, in a non-threatening way, like, hey, I think your daughter might need a little bit more care. So let me ask you, do you feel like you're well-received at your school when you're struggling? Because I know that you talk about your guidance counselor a lot. What's her name? Uh, Miss Bostick. Miss Bostick, she's black, right? Yes. I, I feel like that's a benefit. Um, I did not have black guidance counselors when I was growing Can up. Can I add one thing? Yes. So basically, we've had a situation like this. It just really broke my heart. Like, a, like my cousin, his best friend, yeah. actually committed suicide. So just for a little context, a- my nephew, her cousin, is 11. He's in sixth grade. And he's in sixth grade and his best friend, who was also in sixth grade and 11 years old, committed suicide. And that really makes me like it gives me goosebumps to just think that any of my friends could do this at any time and nobody could tell. Like they can always act a certain way, even if they don't feel that way. Yeah, I mean. And I think the thing to remember about children is like, they're not mature adults. They, they, even though we give, I want to raise my child in a conscious manner. I want to raise my child in a way that she feels like, you know, she's supported and validated. I also know that children have ways to hell. Even some adults have ways of making snap decisions about certain situations when it doesn't have to be that dire and it doesn't have to be that, that bad. Like it's hard to see the other side of things when you're so far into your mess or when you're so far into your your thoughts and your feelings and emotions. And <clears throat> I'm not sure of the specifics with my nephew's um, friend. And that was really because I didn't want to push my nephew into talking about it because I mean, it really, really broke him down. My nephew does not cry. My nephew's not, you know, a kid that really expl- expresses a lot of emotion. 
And I know that 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 hurt him down to the core. And, you know, as a parent, as an aunt, I never want my kids, my nieces and nephews to, to feel that way. So, you know, immediately reached out to Jade. And I think we had a conversation right after. Yes. Um, Man's, which is my nephew's name, Man's friend committed suicide. Like, hey, let's do a check in. Like, are you OK? Are you scared that any of your friends are in the same situation? Like I'm constantly trying to build that bridge and let her know that, okay, it's fine to talk to me. I am not gonna jump down your throat. I will stop whatever I'm doing. It will be an immediate concern. I will make, you know, I will make time for whatever you need to tell me. So I wanna ask you the question again. You have Ms. Bostick, who is a black guidance counselor, which is amazing. And mm -hmm. she's amazing. Shout out to Ms. Bostick. Do you feel supported at school? Do you feel like if you had some kind of issue or do you feel like you could go to Ms. Bostick? I mean, outside of going to me. Um, I feel like she's the real only teacher that I, I can go to because I know she's not going to yell at me or anything. Mm -hmm. And I know that she like understands me and can understand feelings on my teachers who really kind of don't want to talk to you unless you're right. getting all A's in a class. And just because you're not getting all A's in a class doesn't mean you don't have issues. They just kind of, I feel like teachers think like, oh, the only problem you have is that you need to get your grades up. Yeah. And I feel like guidance counselors have kind of made the shift. You know, when I was in school, guidance counselors, their main focus was let's figure out what's going on with your grades and get your grades up. Let's make sure that you're ready for the next level of school. And kids have always been complicated. Kids have always been complicated. And I don't think that a lot of these guidance counselors have the training or the heart to actually care about kids, you know, when, when shit like this happens, when there's a, a crisis or when, you know, a kid's not sure where to turn. And I mean, on top of that, not every kid's going to have supportive parents. Not every kid's going to have an, a safe place and an adult in their life that they could feel like they could go to at any time, no matter what, and not face any kind of repercussions. I mean, and this is not to bash my mom or anything, but I remember I started seeing a therapist when I was 14. And the reason being is because I was so depressed. I was so depressed. I couldn't get up out of the bed um, in the mornings. And a lot of it looked like laziness. And so my mother was constantly on me like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just lazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You just, you know, don't want to do the things you need to do. My grades slipped really bad. I had some really traumatic things happen in my life, you know, that kind of put me on the path. And if I would not have been able to see the therapist, I don't know if I would be here. The only reason I was able to see a therapist was not because of my mother. It was because my grandmother nagged my mother so much, like, you need to take that girl somewhere. You need to take her somewhere. And I want to say it was my grandmother that talked to my pediatrician it was like we need some kind of help like she needs to to get out of there I remember because I started taking Paxil which is an antidepressant and that was the first time I was ever on medication and I was 14 so I'm a little bit more sensitive to this issue and I kind of try to look for the signs um, of depression in my daughter and in my son like I know that toddlers don't get depressed but I know that toddlers get anxious I know that toddlers get scared and nervous. I see it in my son. You know, we have calming mechanism um, that we do together to, to make sure that he's on the right level to deal with things. Like just yesterday, 
we were at the movies. Yep. Yes. And Jameson got like so scared that he got shivers. Yeah, he got shivers. He got shakes. And I mean, taking care of their mental health is and taking care of their health in general to me means that you stop whatever you're doing to calm your child. Uh, Jameson saw his first movie yesterday and we went to um, Alamo Draft House, which is like a like a fancier movie theater. They offer dinner and they offer movie rentals. But the way it was decorated, there was a werewolf. And this werewolf scared me shit out of Jameson. <laughs> and I mean, the way he looked at me and the way he ran to me, it made me feel, you know, not great that he was scared, but it made me feel good that he trusted me, yeah. you know, to, to tell me, okay, I am scared and I don't have to hide this from my mom. Yeah, like if your child can't open up to you, will they even feel safe opening up to other adults? I think that's the thing. Like you have to set... As a parent, you have to be the one to set the tone. Um, and honest to God, Jay, I don't want my child going to another adult before they come to me, if that's a possibility. If it's not, you know, emergency, emergency, and you're gonna see me first, I want you to open up to me. And I think we all, parents get into this humdrum, we go to work, we come home, we cook dinner, we're struggling to even get in the bed, you know, and it's this repeat, it's this fatigue, it's this stress, it's this, you know, constant circle of events that makes you kind of, I don't want to get so trapped into that, that my child or my children feel like I don't want to come talk to my mom. And Jaden, I mean, we've had this conversation before because a lot of times Jaden will be like, I didn't come to you because I felt like you were busy or I felt like, you know, I would be whatever. And what do I say? You can always come to me. Like it's, a, it's more important than the thing that I'm doing if I'm going through something. Right. It is. So I want to get into this article. This article came from uh, at AACAP.org. And um, AACAP, it stands for the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. And this is from October 2017, but this is something that I didn't know. It says, suicides among young people continue to be a serious problem. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for children, adolescents, and young adults from ages 5 to 24. The majority of children and adolescents who attempt suicide have a significant mental health disorder, usually depression. Among younger children, suicide attempts are often impulsive. They may be associated with feeling, feelings of sadness, confusion, anger, or problems with attention and hyperactivity. So I think the thing that drew me to recording this show is just seeing babies that were so young <clears throat> committing suicide especially around bullying. I know it's hard. I mean, I was bullied as a kid. I think we all have some kind of experience with some kind of bullying. Yeah, I think I never faced like bullying, like when it was like repetitive. Like I faced it for like a week when I was in like kindergarten, actually. And I, it went on to like third grade but it wasn't ever anything really serious it was just her like making me really upset because she was jealous that she had to move on to the next grade which i think was like kind of Who not how raggedy ass no which is really jealous oh okay there was this white girl named and she always like never let me sit anywhere that she wanted to sit, like I couldn't sit with her on the bus, even though my bus is like packed and sometimes there's nowhere else to sit. It's not like I would come to her to sit with her on like when the bus is empty. But you gotta think about it. You said that's not that serious. Was it not that serious? Or was your attitude about it just like, whatever, whatever girl? I feel like she 
wanted to make it serious, but I wouldn't let her. But you know, everybody's not that strong. Everybody can't look at a situation and be like, you know what, girl, fuck you. You know, everybody can't just pull it to the side. So, I mean, that that's a show of your character and your strength. And I'm glad that you haven't been bullied um, to a point where you feel like it was affecting your life. But I, I understand how your world feels so small when you're in elementary school. And the article even said a lot of times with the kids that attempt suicide, it's like an um, impulsive thing. So you feel like this can't get any better. You can't go anywhere and talk to anybody about it. Like that must be like a super lonely feeling. And I guess my thing as a parent is like that shit is terrifying to me. Are you surprised, Jaden, that suicide is the leading cause of death in kids and adolescents? No, and that's because I feel like we don't have anything else to do. We don't have anything anywhere else to go. And we feel like the easiest way to get out of things is to do that. I don't agree with that. I feel like you think that it's just going to keep on happening. Right. If you go to somebody, it's just going to keep on happening. Or that you think that there's no way out. And I'm going to tell you what, if my child came to me and told me that there was a problem with bullying, my first reaction is to pull her out of school. Um, I don't think that the school system is set up very well for kids of color anyway. I think that, you know, we already have to deal with people not fully believing black and brown kids when they say that there's problems. I'm not going to trust an administration to be like, oh, we'll take care of the problem. Because I was listening to like WTVD 11, which is our local news channel or whatever. And they were saying that they were doing an investigation. I'll try to post that link too, because um, there were zero reports of incidents of bullying in the state of North Carolina. Not that they weren't happening, but the school districts are not reporting them or they're not made to report them and that to me is terrifying as a mother like i can't even look at a school and say okay how many bullying bullying incidents have you had before i place my child there yeah because like if you go to a school you can't stay at the school 24 7 to see what's going on 24 7. and then as a parent i'm on the outside looking in i have no idea what it feels like to go to that school day in and day out Jaden's been with the same basic group, basically the same group of kids since kindergarten. Is there anybody in middle school that you went to kindergarten with? A lot of people, actually. So she's been in one place for such a long time. I would have no idea unless Jaden trusted me enough to tell me that she was uncomfortable, you know, in certain situations or at that school. And I, I wish there was some kind of tool to help me to see, like, okay, is this is the school I want my child in? Do they have incidents of bullying? How do they handle bullying? as an administration, you know, things like that. I feel like my school does not handle bullying at all very well. Mm -hmm. And that's only because like, you never hear about it. You right. never ever, cause you can't go into the principal's office. Like, oh, I remember this time there was this girl named Cece and she was on the bus and one of my friends that I used to actually be really close with her name. Mm -hmm. Can I say her name or no? No. She was like bullying this girl on the this girl on the bus like every single day. Right. And then I remember one day, like one of the days I I saw her and she was in the principal office with her dad and they were just talking to her and then I saw her at school the day passed 
And I even saw a video of her getting bullied. And you know, with this day and age that we live in, the video will live forever. And that that's not something I had to deal with when I was younger. No, and she she barely even got a consequence. She didn't get suspended. She didn't get ISS. She didn't get anything. And I feel like that was very like scary to the person that was being bullied because they felt like they had no way out. They had no way out other than to transfer schools. But why would you want to transfer schools? And that might get worse. Right. I mean, because now... Because you don't know anybody. I mean, not only do you not know anybody, now if you transfer schools, you have an Instagram page, you have a Twitter page, bullying can just follow you. Yeah, and even if you make a new account, it's easy to find. It is very easy to find because they're linked to phone numbers. You know, the people you may know is always up there, even if you keep your, your stuff private. Excuse me, guys. Even if you keep your stuff private, there is... There's ways to find like, you. On Instagram DM, you can see, like, you have a message request. And it's like, if you don't, like, accept it, it won't go away. It won't, like, And go the notification away. will just be there. Yeah, and it'll just be there and it'll be, like, eating at you and eating at you until you accept it. And then it'll just get worse and you can't delete it. That's true. So I don't want to just talk about mental health and the capacity of bullying. There are also, you know, outside factors and inside factors. And I know one of the big ones is not accepting your children for who they are. Yes. I had a friend and she told her mom, like, how she felt about other people. She was a girl and she felt like she was attracted to girls. So she came out to her mom, basically. Yeah, and her mom was like, oh, you're too young. You don't really know that much about it yet. And she felt like her mom didn't really accept her. You know, it's crazy because I hear all the time I say, excuse, you're too young to know, you know, about your sexuality. I knew good and well that I was attracted to men when I was maybe five or six years old. When I started, who did I have my first crush on? I think I had my first crush on Heavy D. <laughs> what? Wait, did, I thought you said it was Jesse from Full House. Oh, yeah. Uncle Jesse from Full House must have been my first, first crush. And I thought that man was the finest in the world. And nobody ever questioned me about my heterosexuality and, oh, she's too young to know that she likes boys. I think it's a cop out when parents say, oh, she's too young or he's too young to know about their sexuality. And when you don't validate your kids' feelings, what happens? They feel unwelcome. They feel like they don't have anybody to talk to. And then they go on the internet and they see all these people committing suicide. That's true. So, And they think it's a way out, but it's really not. You know, I don't even want to say that it's not a way out because suicide is a way out for the person. If you feel like you're hurting that much. I used to have really bad views about suicides because of the way I was raised as a Christian. But I'm just like, you know, I don't want any of my friends to take their life. Me either. But I understand and I no longer call it a selfish act and I no longer mm -hmm. say, you know, I don't understand why or, you know, because sometimes things can feel so bad that you do feel like that's the only way out. But what we want to do is we want to, well, what I want to do as a parent is, is just let my child know that they're loved and supported no matter what, you know? And I, I think that one easy way to do that is I don't frame anymore. I don't frame heterosexuality is the only way to go. When I talk about Jaden getting married, I'm like, you know, whoever you decide to marry. And I know I stumble over myself a lot. You remember the sex talk from the other day? Yes. 
<laughs> Unfortunately. It's it gets I know it's bad, but I'm just trying to show you that I'm open. I'm trying to, you know, make things comfortable, even if they're uncomfortable. Yeah, that makes sense. Like to make you feel welcome even if it makes you feel like weird. Yes. And I mean everybody learned something. During our sex talk the other day, I learned that Jana does not like to see my um underwear everywhere. I don't like to see any of it. I don't like to see it. At I just all. want you to accept me as who I am. Yeah, but I don't like holding <laughs> your underwear. <laughs> Specifically sexier underwear embarrass her. So I learned that the other way the other day. But I do want to leave that dialogue open so that my my kids know that I'm somebody that they can come to and they don't have to worry about being ostracized. Like I can't even I have friends whose parents disown them because they decided to be gay or decided to be gay just because they were gay. You can't I mean, you can't really make a decision to be gay, you know, even though. But, you know, most people know. But I I just think something as small as sexuality something you're going to be doing with your body when you're an adult and you're grown and you're ready for that if you feel feelings for the opposite I mean for the same the sex it really doesn't change how I feel about you yeah because it just like confuses me because I haven't had a crush on anybody in like a long 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 time maybe since like third grade third grade yeah I remember yeah he was so nice he was nice oh man he moved away didn't he that broke your heart too. Oh uh -huh. man. I remember one time you remember that email I got from that random person and you're like, Who's this from? And I was like, uh 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 Yeah. And, and I asked Jeremy to delete it. You did? <laughs> yeah, and now I feel so bad about it because I have no way to talk to him because me just wanted to talk to each other and I like I felt like you would think I was like texting a boy. And it would be like I mean, weird. if the boy was your friend, then so go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail your conversation. Yeah, but like, I don't know what it's like. I can't remember what it's like to like like a person. Right. Like, I know what it's like to be friends with a person and be really close friends with a person, or want to be really close friends with a person. But I don't know what it's like to like a person. Like, I've never wanted to do something with that person. I just wanted to, like, be able to, like, talk to them. It may just not be your time yet. Yeah. And that's fine. But, I mean, I think the important thing is just to remember and for you to make your kids feel comfortable in coming to you to talk about anything, you know, so that they don't feel alone. So there was another article that I wanted to highlight. So a lot of times we see that our kids are struggling and we're not sure what the next move is. So I found this article and I highlighted it. Um, these are some ways to take action. These are 10 things a parent can do to prevent suicide. So number one is don't let your child's depression or anxiety snowball. So maybe your child is having a bad day. Maybe it's something more. Maybe it's a mood and they've been going on a couple of weeks. Nine out of 10 teens who take their own lives met criteria for a diagnosis of psychiatric or mental health condition or disorder, more than half of them with the mood disorder, such as depression or anxiety. The way I feel about it, you're not hurting anything to take your kid to the doctor. You can take your kid to the pediatrician during a regular checkup and say, hey, I'm concerned about their mood. Me and you have had conversations with Dr. Fennell. Shout out to Dr. Fennell. That's my doctor. He's been like the 
like family doctor. He is the family doctor because he was my doctor and he helped me navigate through some mental health stuff. Um, you can bring it up to pediatricians if they feel like they can't handle it. They can they can refer you out somewhere. But I mean, if you have insurance, nine times out of ten it's covered. If you don't have insurance, you know most places have a helpline or a hotline that you can call when you're having you know a mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. So number two is listen, even when your kid's not talking. So not all, but most kids who are thinking about suicide, this is called suicide suicidal ideation. Tip off their troubled state of mind through troubled behaviors and actions. You know your kid. And if your kid is not acting in the way that you feel like your child should be acting or you feel like they've taken a complete turn. Like you're the person that knows your child best. You've known them since they couldn't remember anything. Right. And I'm like, you know, just being close to them. I, I think it's just important to not be so wrapped up in your own shit that you can't tell that something's going on with your kid. And sometimes it's like, sometimes it's not. Jaden's an A student. If she came home and she was making Fs, I'd have questions, you know? Yes. So number three is never shrug off threats of suicide as teenage typical melodrama. So yes, there are kids that will threaten it and whatever. But in my eyes, you threaten it? I'm taking this shit seriously, no matter how not serious you are. Now you've gotten yourself into a place where at least I could get you some help. You know, I don't I don't play those type of games and we're going to figure it out. So there are some other red flags, like a kid that says nothing matters. I wonder how many people would come to my funeral. Sometimes I wish I could just go to sleep and never wake up. Everyone would be better off without me. You won't have to worry about me much longer. All those are different things and different signs. You know, when kids start talking about stuff like that, you need to get them some help. Yeah, and those aren't even the only ones. Like, you just have to listen to your child. And, like, even if it doesn't sound like anything, yeah. you should always still talk to them. What do you lose if you talk to them? What do you lose if you reach out and say, you know what, I think we need to go talk to a professional? Yeah, and if you don't talk to them, then you'll just lose your whole child. Right. So, number four is seek professional help right away. I think that's self-explanatory. Number five is share your feelings. Let your team know that they're not alone and everyone feels sad or depressed or anxious now and then, including moms and dads. I've been pretty open with Jaden when I'm not feeling my best. Yeah. Um, I try to just make it really straightforward. Listen, mommy is not at 100% right now. I'm going to need a little more grace. I'm going to need a little more time to do certain things. I need a little time alone. But I, I try to make those conversations normal. That when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling stressed or whatever, I know that I have an ally right in my house. Yeah, because every single time my, my mom says something like that, I'll always try to help. I'll always, like, try to, like, keep Jameson calm. I'll <laughs> However try, you can do that. Yeah, I'll always try to, like, clean up a little bit and I'll try and stay out of her way if she that's what she wants. Like... I just try and do my best because I know that she'd do the exact same for me. Yeah. So number five, I mean, number six is encourage your teen not to isolate himself or herself from family and friends. Number seven is recommend exercise, which is problematic as hell. But I mean, go off, sis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like trying to like tell like your child you kind of need to exercise kind of makes them feel a little bit worse about it. I think so, too. Yeah, I think it's problematic because I'm like, unless you, you know what's better? Let's make our own. 
if you feel like exercise will help, get out there and be like, let's take a walk together. Yeah, like you shouldn't make them do it alone. If they're going to do it, then you should do it with them too. Right. Number eight is urge your teen not to demand too much for himself or herself. Number nine, remind your teen who is undergoing treatment not to expect immediate results. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory as well. And number 10 is if you keep guns at home, which I do not, Store them safely or move all firearms elsewhere until the crisis has passed. There are too many stories about kids getting into guns, you know, that the parents kept. There is nothing that's a secret in your house. I can promise you that. Nothing. If they've lived in the house, then they know their way around the house. They know everything about the house. And don't think your kids don't be snooping in your, your shit. No, don't. <laughs> Do you? Yes. One time... I was playing with your lipstick. Oh, girl. And I was just like looking through it and I just kept on looking through it. And I just like, I'll always be in your bathroom because either if I want the face lotion, I want your soap. <laughs> so you want my good expensive beauty products that I feel like you're not supposed to have, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here comes Jameson. Yes, Jamie. Yes, we're talking about, do you feel sad sometimes? I feel like, like that, and like, um, <laughs> like a light. You, like, a, like, like a light. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you feel sad, Jameson? I wait. Okay. I was looking at movies. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you can't. I was in... And no Carolina. Yes. <laughs> and do Tetsy. Uh-huh. And do and do a school. Uh-huh. And when I when I grown up. When you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Are you still growing up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Will you always be growing up? Yes. Yes. Do you ever Yes? Okay. <laughs> do you ever feel sad, Jameson? No, I feel Everything. You feel on everything? Do you feel scared? Remember yesterday? Yes. What yeah. do you do when you feel scared? I was looking at the bear. Yeah, that wasn't a bear, that was a <laughs> There's a butt. Jameson, we're not going to talk about butts. <laughs> Jameson has been going through this crazy everything is about butts yeah. um, phase. It's been. No, what the Mom, it's your turn. It's my turn to what? I'm talking. I've been talking the whole time. So it's been my turn. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else, Jameson? Um, I got my pajamas. <laughs> what kind of superheroes are on your pajamas? Wait. What's in there? Nothing's in my mouth. Okay, thank you. You've heard from Jameson now. Please go play. So just before we wrap this show up, I know that parenting can feel overwhelming as hell, especially. Thank you, Jameson. Especially when you're dealing with more serious issues. But you know, you're not alone. We're not going to be right back. We're still on the air. So, suicidepreventionlifeline.org is a great resource. I did some, you know, looking around on the website today, and there were a lot of, you know, tips, a place to call, and other things. Especially some, you know, ways to if you just. Just Google is an amazing thing because I was Googling yeah. some um, stuff for the show tonight. So many results popped up and not just, you know, so you think your teen is depressed or so you think your kid is depressed, but actual ways to make action 
if you want to talk or whatever, or if you, you want some advice on how to handle, reach out to me too. You can always reach me via socials. Um, once again, I'm Mama Meets World Pod on Instagram. Facebook page, just search me, Mama Meets World Podcast. Email address is mamameetsworldpod at gmail.com. And the affirmation that I want to leave you with today is you are really not alone. You don't have a podcast. I do have a podcast. I'm on it right now. Why? Because I like to. Get your butt. I'm not going to get my butt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone. There's always someone there, even when you think that you're in your darkest hour. I'm looking directly at Jaden and saying that, that you can always come to me. Um, Jaden. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being a guest <laughs> on my podcast. Jameson, thank you for being a guest tonight. You say you're welcome, Mommy. Welcome to the airplane. We're not on the airplane, sir. <laughs> anyway, please also remember to follow um, our show on the socials that I just told you, and also on Flawless Noises Media. Once again, for show updates and to stay in contact with your favorite mama, my socials you can also find me on um on flawless noises on their instagram on www.flawlessnoises.com as well Jaden, this has been a great conversation i have thoroughly enjoyed it yes yes yeah um so i hope you guys have a great week i love you all and thank you again Jaden, for being a guest and continuing to live with me eat all my food Wait, Wait shout me. out to Papa. Shout out to Papa. Best Valentine Day ever. Papa my is the best Papa. Yes, he is. Know. He's quite incredible as a Papa. So shout out to him. And shout out to you, Jaden. Thank you. You have to speak up, Janet. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else we need to shout out? Um, Trillificent, aka Curtis. Uncle Curtis. Uncle Curtis. Um, Candace and Mike, what's up to y'all? Um, I had a chance to check out Not So Newlyweds podcast on my drive back from um, All Star and a superb episode about financial planning as a couple. Amazing content. So we look forward to seeing uh, you guys. Make sure you reach out to us on the socials. Thank you so much for listening. Hope y'all have a great week. <laughs>